Have you ever wondered, Lord, do I have any faith? If so, how can I get more faith or strengthen the faith that I have? Stick around. Today's inspiration starts right now. Have you ever wondered, Lord, do I have faith? Scripture teaches us that we all have a measure of faith. In Romans 12 and 3, it says, God has given to every man a measure of faith. So we need to just settle the fact that God has given every person on the planet faith. He has given you that faith so that you can be saved and that you can receive and walk in the promises of God. Hebrews 11, 1 and 3 teaches us what faith is. Faith is not a feeling. Faith... The, the scripture says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Now, it says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. And we understand in the natural, if someone's building a house, you look over on the property and you see some grading being done. You see some building materials, some brick and some mortar. And you know that that's the substance of things hoped for. Something that's, go that's going to happen is that the house is going to be built there. And that is the substance, the things that it is made out of. And we understand that in the natural, but that is also true in the spiritual realm. And so in this series, we're going to talk about different things in our life that affect our faith. The things that we see, what we focus on, what we hear, what we think about, what we meditate on, what we say, and finally, what we do and how we can strengthen the faith that we have. In Matthew 6 and 33... It says to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So first of all, we have to lay a foundation that we need to seek first the kingdom of God. Jesus needs to be the Lord of our life. He needs to be number one in our life so that we can walk in the promises of God. We need to be saved. We need to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And then once we're saved, that's not the end of it. He has to be Lord of our life every day that we live. In Matthew 14, it talks about Jesus walking on the water. And if you read the scriptures just previous to this, it talks about that Jesus had just fed the multitude. He had gone up into the, the mountain to pray, and he told his disciples to get in a boat and to go to the other side of the sea. And so in Matthew 14 and 25, it says, Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. I don't know about you, but I could just imagine being in a boat on the water and, and Jesus walking on the water. I think I would have been like the disciples. I would have probably been just a little bit afraid. But it says they cried out for fear. And immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. I think that's an awesome statement that, that he would even ask the Lord that he could do this. So he said, come. Jesus said to the disciples, he said, 
come. Now, it doesn't say that Jesus looked at Peter and said, now, Peter, you come out of the boat and walk to me on the water. Jesus said, come. Why? Because Scripture says, whosoever will, let him come and drink of the water of life freely. I believe with all my heart that any disciple on that boat could have walked on the water. They could have gotten out of the boat and could have walked to Jesus. But we, we learn from Scripture that Peter was the only one that walked on the water. And so verse 29 says, so he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. That's a miracle because we know in the natural that's impossible. You cannot walk on water. So this is the miracle that Jesus was walking on the water and that Peter at that moment had the faith that he also could walk on the water. Verse 30 says, but when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. So what we understand from this scripture, when Peter's eyes was focused on Jesus... When, when Peter's eyes were focused on Jesus, when Peter was focused on the word that Jesus had spoke to him to come, when Peter's focus was on that, he was able to walk on water. It was a notable miracle that Peter was able to do this. But the very moment he took his eyes off of Jesus and he began to look at the wind and the waves and, and how boisterous it was, and he began to doubt in his heart the Bible says when he took his eyes off of Jesus and began to look at his circumstances the things going on around him it says he began to sink and so he as he began to sink he cried out saying Lord save me aren't you glad that we can do that today when when it seems like we're failing in life when things are going on on in our life that we do not understand when it seems like we're made we've made a mistake that we can reach out and say Lord Jesus save me and it says immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? He had the faith. Amen. He had the faith. He walked on the water. But the moment he got his eyes off of Jesus, he began to doubt. And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshiped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. So what we learn from this scripture if we want to have that faith, we need to keep our eyes and our focus on Jesus in order for that faith to grow and to mature in our lives. So what we see and what we focus on affects our faith. Another thing that affects our faith is what we hear, the things that we listen to. I know in today's world, there's, there's so many voices out there. There's so much negativity going on in the world. And if you're not careful, you'll let all that negativity get into your spirit. And it will cause you to be despondent. It will cause you to be depressed and in despair. And, and the enemy's goal here is to try to get you to a point where you feel hopeless. Because what we hear affects our faith. The scripture tells us in Romans 10 and 17, it says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So faith doesn't come by just hearing anything. It's, a, it's important what you listen to. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So if you want faith, if you want the faith that you have to grow in your spirit and to become stronger, then 
we need to be listening to the Word of God. Now, that listening to the Word of God comes whether we're reading the Bible or whether we're listening to the preached Word of God or sometimes God just speaks to our spirit. And then faith immediately comes when we hear the Word of God. So faith comes by hearing. It's important what you listen to. And we learn this from the scriptures in Numbers, the 13th chapter. Let me just tell you what's going on in this particular scripture. The, the children of Israel had walked 40 years in the wilderness. 40 years they had walked in the wilderness. But during this time, they had seen the hand of God. They had seen God part the Red Sea. They had seen God give them manna from heaven. They saw water come out of a rock. They had seen the hand of God during this whole period of time. So in Numbers, the 13th chapter, they're just on the verge of entering the promised land. They are just on the verge of entering the promised land. And we learn from scripture that Moses had sent out spies. He sent out, I think it was 12 spies and and 10 came back with a negative report. And Joshua and Caleb came back with a positive report. And so in Numbers the 30th and 13 and 30, it says now, Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it. They had heard that there's giants in the land. They had heard that these giants eat up the inhabitants thereof. They they were told about all the obstacles they were going to face. But Caleb, he said, let us go up at once and take possession before, because we're well able to overcome it. He also saw the obstacles. But one thing that Caleb did that was different from these other spies is that he remembered the hand of God. He remembered that God had brought him through the Dead Sea, that God had, had, had brought him through the wilderness. He remembered the miracles that God had done. And, and Caleb and Joshua and Caleb, they were confident that the God that they faced was bigger than the obstacles that, that was before him. And so in verse 31, it says, but the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against this people for they are stronger than we. So all they saw was the obstacle. All they saw was the, was the um, adversity and the difficulties. And so the whole congregation, the whole nation of Israel listened to these two voices. They had a choice as to who they would listen to, and they chose to listen to the negative report. And scripture says that they, they lifted up their, their voices and they wept all night because they, they felt like God had had given them a promise, had brought them to the promised land, but that he was not able to bring them into the promises. Let me tell you this morning that God is more than able to perform the word that he has given you. And and so because the children of Israel chose to listen to the negative voice, that whole generation died in the wilderness. They did not enter into the promises of God. They had that opportunity. So 
I want to encourage you, listen to the voice of God because the God that we serve, he's bigger than any obstacle that we face. He is the King of Kings and he is the Lord of Lords. Don't let the enemy stop you from entering into the promises that God has given you. Revelation 2 and 29 says, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches because what we hear affects our thoughts, our thoughts affects our words, our words eventually affect our actions, and it will affect your faith. What you focus on and what you listen to will affect your faith. Well, then it concludes our message for today. I pray that you are blessed and encouraged in the word of the Lord. I would love to hear from you. Send your prayer requests and comments to Ruth underscore Kennedy at att.net. I look forward to our next time together. Until then, just keep holding on to the promises of God.